That would be Usher, of course, the Super Bowl halftime show this year. And the only song that I knew was by Usher. And it was, up until yesterday, the only song we had in our system. Evidently, there's another one. What's the other one here, Scott? Um, I just need to do my research to know I'm familiar with the music. Okay. Wouldn't have been able to identify this was Usher about 10 seconds ago, but... Okay, this is Usher. I'm getting more excited about Super Bowl halftime show, to be quite honest. Might be a bit of a dance party going on on Sunday at halftime for the Super Bowl. Welcome in every single Friday going into Super Bowl weekend. We call it the Green Zone Super Bowl party. With all requests Friday, we ask you your favorite artists that have performed at Super Bowls in the past. 1-877-332-8255. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. That is the text line. Let us know some of your favorite Super Bowl halftime acts, or maybe you have other songs that you would like to hear from Usher. You can text those in. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. Of course, we will go through some of the prop bets available for Super Bowl Fifty Eight. You can find that whole list. We have it on our website from our friends over at playnow.com. Of course, proud sponsor of the Green Zone Studio and the playnow.com studio right here. We will discuss Super Bowl memories, Super Bowl commercials. Bud. 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 See, Budweiser has some of the most memorable ones. Like, that's the Budweiser frogs. You have the Clydesdales. How many people did this for way too long? Hey, who? What's up? None, B. Just watching the game, having a bud. What's up with you? Nothing. Watching the game, having a bud. True. True. What's up? Yeah, I think we, looking back at my youth, after that commercial, uh, we did that for way too long, to be quite honest. But it was memorable uh, for Super Bowl halftime commercials. Uh, maybe you'd like to weigh in on some of your favorites uh, from years gone by on some of the more memorable the Super Bowl halftime commercials. Now, where were we a year ago? Well, of course, it was the Super Bowl. It was the Philadelphia Eagles against the Kansas City Chiefs. And to remind you of how that game ended. Pulled a jersey, you know, they called Holden. I was hoping they would let it rock, you know, but it was a hold. Remember the Eagle defensive back? They called holding. I called it a ticky-tack holding at the time against the Philadelphia Eagles that helped the Kansas City Chiefs win a Super Bowl. But the Chiefs are back to try to defend the title and win back-to-back Super Bowls. It would be their third win in five years. This is actually their fourth Super Bowl in five years. They lost one of those to Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers three years ago. And we're going to ask you today, I'm curious about this. I I know who you're picking. At least I have a good feeling for who you're picking. We've only had one guest, one, 
this entire week and last week picked the San Francisco 49ers. Only one. Everybody else has picked the Kansas City Chiefs. And the one person who picked the San Francisco 49ers was Randy Cross, who played for the San Francisco 49ers. He might be a tinge bit biased. So not who you think will win. Who do you want to win the Super Bowl? Who will you be cheering for when touchdowns are scored on Sunday? Of course, the fan line is always open uh, here on the Green Zone. Let us know. Uh, uh, it's a busy week in sports, by the way, locally. Uh, the rivalry series, Canada-United States, tonight, game number six, series is 3-2 in favor of the United States. Canada uh, got the big win on uh, Wednesday in at Sastel Center in Saskatoon. Tonight's game in Regina at the Brant Center. They're going to try to tie that series 3-3. The next game in a couple of nights is in Minnesota. St. Paul, Minnesota is where the series wraps up in a few days. Britton Gray caught up with Emily Clark earlier this morning at their pregame skate. You'll hear some of that. Also, our Sasky Spotlight will be on the other Saskatchewanian uh, on the ice uh, for Canada in her first go-around uh, with the national team ahead of the rivalry game this evening. The Riders just made one of their negotiation window signings official. I know you're probably thinking, wait, I thought they can't make anything official until next Tuesday. But you can if the team that the person is leaving releases them before their contract expires. And that is what happened. The Ottawa Red Blacks released Adam O'Claire, former first-round pick of the Ottawa Red Blacks. They released him before the deadline. So the Rough Riders have made one signing official. Linebacker Adam O'Claire has signed on with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, 68 tackles last year in Ottawa. Helps fill a little bit of that national depth uh, for the linebacking core with what we're it appears would be Micah Tights not being brought back, who started at linebacker last year. So the Riders made that official like moments ago that Adam O'Claire is now officially a Rough Rider. We don't have to wait until Tuesday on that one. Uh, that one is done. So the Riders made some news today. Also, LIT going on. It started last night uh, at the gym over at Luther in Regina. The 70th edition of the Luther Invitational Tournament, high school basketball tournament in Regina. Like the, I know we have Britt in uh, Saskatoon, Bedford Road Invitational Tournament. Luther has their own. Uh, in Regina, 70 years of the volunteers and the, all the work on really the, the committee that puts it together is student-led. And they, they have media liaisons who are like 18, 17 years old, sending out the invites to the media to come and set up all the brackets and everything else. Uh, but And they've been doing a fantastic job over the last 70 years of LIT. So it's a busy weekend traveling around the province we will keep you up to date on the weather. I know it was a like little bit of snow, not a lot, earlier in the southern part of the province, but hopefully the highways clear up. You know I'm a cheer dad. There's a big cheer competition in Saskatchewan this weekend. Safe travels to Moose Jaw starts tonight. Best of the West at the Moose Jaw Arena. Pretty big deal around the Nye household right now. Getting the bow ready to go uh, tomorrow. Hockey tournaments around the province of Saskatchewan, but it is... 
Super Bowl Sunday coming up. Welcome into the Green Zone Super Bowl party. By the way, uh, shout out to uh, Old Dutch. They were listening to us talking about our Super Bowl party snacks and our party platter. Uh, they helped supply some snacks for us today. Uh, we have the ketchup chips out the door. We have the uh, Ariba chips down in the uh, newsroom as well. Some people, I'll call them out, uh, Sarah Mills and Murray Wood are being very, very responsible, or at least trying to be, with their health. Chips are their kryptonite. They've been doing a good job. And for their significant others who are like, hey, I thought we had a deal. No chips. They've been very responsible. I'm not going to call anybody out on the air here and get them in trouble. They've been avoiding the chip bowls. I have not. Either as producer Scott. We have going deep. Plus, we will tell you who won or who was winning the Super Bowl party platter draft at Green Zone SK. We drafted yesterday. You can check out each individual draftee's menu. We kept it anonymous this time, so you didn't know who was picking unless you were listening to the Green Zone yesterday. And I was in interesting results. Interesting results, to say the least, on the party platter draft. Can I make it 3-0 and record uh, with the drafts we've been having here on the Green Zone? But directly ahead, here on the Green Zone, it is time, ladies and gentlemen, in the next break, to tell you who will be watching hockey very closely tomorrow. $1,700 up for grabs in the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. We pulled out the name earlier today. You'll find out if it's you playing for $1,700 next on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. It is the Green Zone Super Bowl party asking you some of your favorite acts in Super Bowl halftime history. That was Super Bowl 56, one of my favorite Super Bowl halftime shows of all time, uh, which was Mary J. Blige, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Kendrick Lamar. I believe that was it. It was the five of them, right? And it was. So it was one of the best ones. Then there's a little Eminem. I was asking, what was your best, most favorite a performance from Super Bowl halftimes uh, past? one 332 8255 here on the Green Zone. Let us know what you like the best, and we'll play it for you throughout the uh, Green Zone today. Of course, Usher is this year's uh, Super Bowl halftime show. All right. Who wants money? Anybody want some money? I cannot play the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. I have tried to submit aliases. They've blocked me entirely. I'm kidding. Um, but we have gone up $100 every week since the start of the NHL season on the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. What we've been looking for is a team to score in the first 20 seconds of a game in the NHL on Saturday. Every year it's happened by now. This is the most money we've ever given away. Like, period. $1,700. But we haven't given it away yet. 
It might be $1,800 next week. But if someone scores in the first 20 seconds of an NHL game tomorrow, our contestant will win $1,700 just like that. I believe there are 13 games tomorrow in the National Hockey League. Couple of Canadian teams, Oilers, Kings. It starts at noon tomorrow with the Flames and the Islanders and the Stars and the Canadians. The Canucks take on the Red Wings, the Maple Leafs and the Senators battle. The Winnipeg Jets play the Pittsburgh Penguins. So, yeah, you have all seven Canadian teams on the ice tomorrow. Who's playing for $1,700? Let me whittle it down. Are you from Saskatoon, Saskatchewan? If you're from Saskatoon, you're still in. Is your last name Greer? Jason Greer from Saskatoon is the contestant for tomorrow's NHL action. These are games tomorrow. If any game starts with a goal in the first 20 seconds of the first period, Jason Greer wins $1,700. But if it doesn't happen, the jackpot goes up again. By $100, and we will be playing for $1,800 next week for the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. If you haven't registered, you can register now, cjme.com, cko.m.com, and maybe it'll be you playing next week uh, for the Green Zone Tic Tac 20 contest. <sighs> I saw the text. Thank you for texting in. I know I've been avoiding something at the start of the show that you probably were anticipating if you were listening yesterday to the Green Zone. And our game of the night, of course, was the Bruins and the Canucks. Demko gave it away to Charlie Coyle, puts one in front, and they score the rebound. Brad Marshall for the Canucks lose the puck. And here's Heinen, short-handed, trying to get away from Pedersen. He's in, he scores. Now here's Pasternak. So really? Did you actually cut all four goals, Scott, of the Bruins? And through it, now it's in. And this uphill climb for the Canucks has become much steeper. And here's Zaka in. Scores. Goals 15 seconds apart. And Boston's blown it open here. It's 4 nothing. Yeah. I... <sighs> <laughs> I hate the Boston Bruins so much. I get goosebumps every time. Every time. I hear Super Bowl 41 halftime show Prince in the rain in Miami. Oh, the best. It was the best Super Bowl halftime show ever. Go watch it. You can watch all this pretty well, all the Super Bowl halftime shows on YouTube. Watch the whole thing. It is, it's, it's my favorite. I think there's three or four texts saying Prince, Prince, Prince when it comes to your favorite Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, I agree with you. One eight seven seven three three two eight two five five. So now that we've settled on the best, okay, what was the second best Super Bowl halftime show that you liked? <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, let us know. As we continue the Green Zone Super Bowl party, getting ready for the Super Bowl Sunday, it is the Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. I remember the first time we reached out to Barry Wilner a couple of years ago. He was just ending his career at the Associated Press. It was his last season covering the NFL after over 30 years, and we brought him on for the first time on the Green Zone and I was like, Barry, it's been a pleasure. I'd, I'd hope you do it again. And he said, call me anytime. He still says, call me anytime you want. I'll talk NFL. Love joining you. He's, as I said, he's covered over 30 Super Bowls as now a retired writer for uh, formerly the Associated Press. And uh, wanted to have Barry on for a Super Bowl preview after covering the uh, league all these years. And Barry, we get a young quarterback in his first ever Super Bowl a young man, Mr. Irrelevance in Brock Purdy in the San Francisco 49ers. How much pressure do you think will be on the quarterback of the Niners on Sunday? I think uh, if he had been facing a different quarterback than Patrick Mahomes, there might be more pressure on Brock Purdy, actually, because it's become pretty clear that virtually no quarterback in the big games matches up with Mahomes. So to expect Purdy to play on that level would be unfair. But I don't think he's under as much pressure as if, say, um, he was facing Lamar Jackson or um, uh, maybe Josh Allen or people like that. So uh, I think the pressure is really going to be on Kyle Shanahan, the coach, because the Chiefs' defense is the better defense in this game, which no one would have said at the beginning of this uh, season. And now... Shanahan has to make sure his team can move the ball and score and play two good halves. If they only play one good half like they did in the two playoff games so far, they won't beat the Chiefs. Okay, so about the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, how much are they building one of the biggest and best dynasties if they can win a third Super Bowl in five years? Yeah, considering when they're doing it with the free agency – with the players who come out of college and not being as well prepared for the pros as they were in years past. Uh, and with, um, really, I don't like to use the word parity, but there's a lot of equality in the NFL uh, right in the middle. There's so many teams that are you know mediocre that even make the playoffs. Uh, the Chiefs are really establishing themselves as a dynasty if they win this uh, this time. And, you know, there's been some speculation whether Andy Reid might retire after the Super Bowl. Would you retire if you got Patrick Mahomes just in the prime of his career at 28 years old? Uh, I wouldn't, no. Especially the money they'd pay Andy Reid to stay on. Yeah, and, you know, he's got free reign there pretty much. He he gets along really well with Brett Beach, who's the general manager. When they have issues, they find ways to move around them such as the issues they've had this year at wide receiver, yet they're in the Super Bowl. And I think they'll probably bring in um, a stud wide receiver next season. Uh, I think Andy has not only stamped himself as a Hall of Fame coach even before this year, but you could argue that he's been just as successful as the Bill Belichick. Now, I was, I was going to talk to you about the differences between those two men, Bill Belichick and Andy Reid. Uh, how much are they different and how much are they similar on the success we've seen from Coach Bill Belichick and now another coach in Andy Reid that a lot of people are starting to say, man, uh, you look at his resume, he's also maybe on the Mount Rushmore of NFL coaches. 
yeah, I would put him there. And uh, they're entirely different in, in personality. Um, their their um, way of handling their players uh, is different, too. Andy is a little more open. Uh, he's not a dictator in the way that Belichick is. Uh, Belichick obviously comes from the defensive side and uh, really is a defensive guru. But Belichick uh, never really developed successful coaches under him because he didn't get, delegate enough authority to them. And I think Andy Reid's pretty good at doing that. Uh, he just, he does call the plays. But look what's happened to that, on that defense. He brought in Steve Spagnuolo, who uh, was the defensive coordinator when the Giants upset the Patriots in Super Bowls. And now uh, he's got one of the best defenses in the league because Reid is willing to delegate entirely that side of the ball. Um, so I think there's a lot of equality among these two coaches. And there's no question in my mind they're both going to go in the Hall of Fame the first year they become eligible. Barry Wilner uh, joining us here on the Green Zone, a longtime Associated Press uh, reporter looking at the Super Bowl, and we're going to stay with uh, Kansas City. How have you seen this team develop throughout the year from all their struggles, the drops? Do they have a receiver? And now they've figured out who they can rely on. It is Rice. It is Pacheco. It is Kelsey. And, of course, is always Patrick Mahomes, as well as that defense. What have you seen from this edition of the the Kansas City Chiefs that has them back in a Super Bowl when many counted them out about eight weeks ago? I think there were people in Kansas City who were wondering how far this team could go. Well, the one thing we've seen that they we've never seen from this group is winning on the road in the playoffs because they didn't have to play on the road in the playoffs. And you really grow up as a team when you're able to win those kinds of games against teams that obviously were higher seeds than you. They did it in Buffalo. They did it in Baltimore. And both of those wins were very, very impressive, um, even though uh, the one in Buffalo was a pretty close game. Uh, I love what I've seen from Travis Kelsey in, in the playoffs. He really didn't have his best season this year. He had a lot of drops. I think he had some other things on his mind. Uh, I think you can figure out, and the listeners can figure out what I mean. Uh, but I think Kelsey really has rallied in the playoffs. Having a healthy Pacheco is a huge advantage for them. Uh, he really is the heart of the running game. He's a good receiver. He's as tough as they come. And then on the defense, this is a defense that's good on all three levels. And we were never able to say that about the Chiefs until this year. Uh, they've got an all-pro uh, cornerback in McDuffie. They have another terrific cornerback in Sneed. They have um, uh, good linebackers, and they have a pass rush built around Chris Jones that is dangerous. So uh, I think every element of this team, and you know, we can't forget they've got terrific special teams as well. The San Francisco 49ers, of course, betting favorites early when this Super Bowl matchup they came in, it was two and a half. It's now all the a lot of money's going siding over to Kansas City. What is going on, especially defensively, with the 49ers that might cause them trouble come Sunday? They've not gotten a good pass rush in the playoffs, and particularly against Detroit, we saw uh, how much they struggled. And uh, that is surprising considering that they have Nick Bosa and Chase Young up front. Uh, their linebackers have not done well in pass coverage. And, again, that could be a real issue when you're trying to cover Travis Kelsey and um, also the uh, running backs coming out of the backfield, whether it's Pacheco or McKinnon or, or whoever it is. And uh, 
the secondary, they lost an all-pro safety in Hofanga early in the season and never really have replaced him. So there are some issues there. But that doesn't mean that this is a weak defense. It's still one of the top five defenses in the league. And, of course, when you have on the other side Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel and Braden Ayuk and George Kittle, they can go punch for punch, can't they, on Sunday with the Kansas City Chiefs? Yeah, I would think that they could as long as um, they can establish some sort of a running game. And with McCaffrey, he's got the most versatile running back in the league. Uh, I think that uh, this could wind up being a high-scoring game. Uh, there are some issues uh, for San Francisco with special teams, and that could come into play. Their rookie place kicker, who was maybe the best uh, kicker in college over the last three years at Michigan, has not been all that steady, especially in the playoffs, and that could come into play in this game. Uh, but it's, re- it's really a fun matchup. And, you know, Jamie, I- I'll ask you this. Uh, would you prefer to see any other matchup? I really like this matchup. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind it. I, you know, Baltimore would have been good too, uh, but those would have been the top two teams to see Lamar Jackson uh, try to cut through. But when you got the star power, what the Kansas City Chiefs and uh, people love either love a dynasty or love to hate a dynasty, that always drives ratings. It's been the highest AFC divisional game, highest AFC championship game in ratings history. Maybe the highest-rated Super Bowl uh, ever uh, is in intact, and uh, you know what you were talking about with Travis Kelsey and his distraction might have something to, a little bit to do with that uh, <laughs> to a broader audience. Uh, but Barry, you've been to, to Super Bowls. What is Super Bowl week like for those who have never been? Well, for me, work-wise, it was actually a pleasure because I had more help during Super Bowl week at the AP than I did during the season. Uh, so I actually enjoyed Super Bowls because I could delegate stories to other people. But it really is um, Mardi Gras and New Year's Eve and July 4th uh, all rolled into one. And when you put it in a place like Las Vegas, uh, it's just going to be a wild scene the entire week. You get there's lots of concerts. There's, there's so many people in town from different teams, not just from the two teams. If you walk down the strip on Saturday, if you can even walk down the strip with all the people that will be there, you will see people wearing jerseys for virtually every team. And it's like that for every Super Bowl because fans want to go to the Super Bowl, especially in a place like Las Vegas, even if their teams won't make it. So fans of, let's say, the Jets or the Carolina Panthers, who know their teams are never going to Super Bowls right now, they still want to go to the Super Bowl and will buy tickets. Uh, the ticket prices are insane uh, for this year's uh, Super Bowl right now on resale sites. Finally, Barry, do you have a pick? Uh, who's winning the Vince Lombardi this year? I like the Chiefs. I think it's going to be a similar game to when they last played each other uh, in Super Bowl four years ago uh, with the Chiefs scoring late maybe to win it. You know, I, I think that the uh, betting line really surprised me. I thought the Chiefs would be favored uh, right away. Uh, but they haven't been. But the line, as you said, has come down. So I like the Chiefs. What about you? Yeah, I'm 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 on the Chiefs as well. I just that defense is in the playoffs. They've figured out how to win. And when you got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid an extra week uh, to game plan, I I like them chances, uh, Barry. And I always appreciate you uh, during the NFL season uh, joining us here in Saskatchewan. I hope you enjoy the game on Sunday. 
Well, I plan to. It's nice to sit back and not have to open a laptop while I watch the game. <laughs> uh, Barry, thanks so much. Have a great day. Anytime, Jamie. That is uh, Barry Wilner from, uh, well, formerly the Associated Press, a uh, long-time Associated Press NFL writer and, of course, Super Bowl or Hall of Fame voter uh, as well. And, of course, they introduced the Hall of Fame class last night at NFL Honors. Lamar Jackson, the MVP. The man of the year went to Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Coming up next, this day in sports history, right here on 980-CJME and 650-CKOM. Bridge Farm remembers... On this day in sports history, after the Super Bowl in 2006, a few days later, it was announced Al Michaels will be joining Sunday Night Football as a big change uh, for uh, the longtime voice at the time of Monday Night uh, Football. But there is something far more significant outside of the world of sports that is remembered today. And today marks 60 years, ladies and gentlemen. 60 years, February the 9th, 1964. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, it was on this day, 1964, the Beatles joined the Ed Sullivan Show as Beatlemania started sweeping North America.